My name is Anna Ogbevire. People complain that politicians go to church or give in front seats. And I asked, don't you also go to church and sit in front? Some of us have special seats in church. Does that mean that we are holy? Does that mean that we are without sin? I thought about why um, the Christian Bible says, pray for those who have rule over you. And I realized that many times when a person gets into a certain office, they're crowded by so many things that they don't see anymore. Let me give you a classic example. So you're working in an office with a person, your colleagues, then they get promoted to run the department or run the establishment, general manager position. And you notice that they change. But again, did they really change? Did they really change? So many times we're angry with them, not necessarily because they're failing at their jobs, but because we wish that we had the life that they had. I've met a couple of people and they say, uh, when I have small money, I'm going to get Sirene. I'm going to get a police van. I'm going to get Sirene so they can clear traffic. The person is not thinking, when I get money, I should do what I can to ensure that there's no traffic. Or, I mean, it's reduced. What can we do? No. It's so that I will join those that can pass with sirens. And I asked on my Facebook page, so the politicians that we complain about, who does their dirty jobs for them? Who helps them do it? They're not the ones. We are the ones. Don't you steal your employer's time? Don't you help the politicians spend the money meant for the masses? Your uncle is a commissioner, then we will not rest in Port Harcourt again, or in Oweri. Why? Because you're going to get access to the money if he's going to get some and give to you. So don't you help the politicians spend the money meant for the masses? You come on radio, you abuse them, but in reality, don't you get some? Some of you are not even in any exalted office yet, just a small meeting, and you're the one holding the money, and there's always problem. Many times they want to call in the police. Many times they want to call in the police. Some of you, you're just a shop attendant. In fact, I heard about a story of a certain girl who was a shop attendant and she would go to the bank, she would pay money into her account and there's a way she would write the figures on the deposit slip and take it back to the office. So the owner of the business did not, you know, check regularly. But according to the documents they had in the office, they had about maybe two million in the account. But the day the man went to the bank to make a withdrawal, he found that... The girl had been doctoring the deposit slips and paying the money into her own account. Because eventually, when they started to investigate, they found that her account was, you know, fat. She was earning maybe 40000 or something less than that. I mean, she had to have worked for maybe three or four years to be able to have that kind of money in her account. So she would go to the bank, but she would not deposit the money into the company's account. And that person doesn't hold any office yet, just a small office herself and the products. But she was stealing her employer blind. Oh, and she was very prayerful. My goodness. She was a prayer warrior. So many of us, sometimes PTA, sometimes something really almost mundane. But you're stealing. You're doctoring figures at work. Go and buy Christmas hampers. You buy goods by the time you finish supplying the hampers. You're not a supplier. You work there. Maybe in procurement, they say go get the hampers. And by the time you're done buying the hampers, you can afford a goat from that money. You're a thief. How are you different from the politicians? Don't many of us already seated in churches in, in, on Sundays wish we were in such positions so we can steal and be rich? Ah, I want students. You have a special textbook list that you give to your parents. Because according to you, your dad is stingy. He has money, but he's stingy. So you have religious kappa. 
you have different kinds of textbooks that sometimes you go to your colleagues in other departments and you take the list of the textbooks out to your own, you know, doctor the thing and you give to your father who because he's so busy doesn't care so he'll give you the money so every time you submit a list of books to your father you make at least 15 to 30 grand clean what does that make you head of the fellowship on campus so you dress really nice smell really nice but you're stealing and i said all sin is sin before god all of them i got to work 505 and my boss calls me hey no when did you get into the studio my god in at five you're stealing you're lying as well one of the things that caught my attention when i was thinking about this yesterday was the broom for those who missed the news there's a certain broom that now stands at the city gate in abuja and i thought even if the person who signs that off is stupid let's just assume no sense hmm? what about the other people that followed you through because many times we want to blame the orga but all of you are the foot soldiers you also have a role to play but because shifting blame is such a fantastic thing, people like to do it. They just keep pushing, shifting. No responsibility on their part. No, 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 no. It's our God that said, like my mother would say, if you're told to jump into a well, would you do it? No, but now it's easy to stand behind a person and lie. Even you at the local government level, they give you money, mobilize. You keep 99.9% .9 and you spread crumbs to the people who are going to do the real work. Higher bosses were going for rally. Ah, you pay your rent from that exercise alone. Aren't you all thieves then? Even in church, they want to buy an equipment. Ah, for you know, there's infighting because you know someone that sells. I'm going to tell them to give you 20% discount, but you're going to tell them to mark it up again by 20%. So in all, you make 40. The equipment is maybe 3 million, 40%. How much is that? When I think about all of this, I'm very pained. I'm very pained at how we have become and how many of us say we are prayer warriors but in all the prayers we claim to offer to God there is none that talks about let me see the log in my eyes so that I can do what I can or I need to do to take it off let me see the log in my eyes because even the Bible records it you're looking at your neighbor who has a speck a speck is really small but you can see it and you're all over the place. Oh, this person, this person, this person. Can we have you take the log off your own eyes first? The log is so large, you don't need anything special is there it's in your face. So before you start yelling down your neighbors or your neighborhood with your noise that you call prayer, you want to ask yourself or you want to ask God, can you show me the log that I carry around that I pretend not to see because I want to see the speck in other people's eyes? You want to do that for a change instead of praying for witches and wizards or fire to burn your boss to death or wishing those who broke your heart death or evil why don't you pray a prayer that a human being must pray show me the log that i carry around lord that i may stop seeing the speck in other people's eyes and when you show me help me to be courageous to pull it out oh pulling a log out of your eye can be very painful my dear i think that's why people don't pray those kinds of prayers so this morning instead of looking at um everyone else who's failing focus on yourself and pray that your eyes are open that you see the scum that you have become the liar the thief the cheats deceiver or prayer warrior can your lifestyle be as loud as your prayers 
everywhere you go, before you even speak, they can perceive that you carry God. The Spirit of God is so alive in you that we can feel it. Before you even say a word. I mean, what's it, Paul? He didn't have to say anything. He just walked. People were getting healed. I mean, that kind of presence of God. Can you carry that instead of the noise that you make every day in the neighborhood in the mornings or night or when you can't sleep and you're having a bad dream? Prayer warrior, can we hear the God in you without you saying the word? Can your life be so loud for God that we don't need to hear your prayers disturbing us? Many of us know where we fail, where we are weak, but we pretend and we look the other way that I may see the log in my eyes and that I may be courageous to pull it out. And it's going to be very painful to pull out the log. Help me to focus on myself and leave other people alone. Focus on the log in your eye. Uh, the parable we're looking at this morning is taken from the Bible, the book of Matthew 21 to 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and send them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I'll pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon and did the same thing. About five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers were hired about five in the afternoon, came and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you've made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I'm not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have a right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? That's uh, chapter 15. Let's leave out 16 for now. So the landowner went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and send them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he got some workers. Again at noon, at three and at five. Then he said, you also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers were hired about five in the afternoon, came and each received a denarius. So when those who were hired first came, they expected to receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. Those who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you've made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I'm not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I'm generous? And that's the parable this morning. Look at it critically. It's not just another parable that you may have heard before. There's something we need to glean from this one. Yes, it's a parable, but 
We have to see the meaning in our lives. We have to see the meaning in our day and time. The man had a vineyard. I'll pay you one denarius. And they agreed. And then it becomes a problem. When he got other people to work later on in the day and he paid them the same. The landowner was just. He promised to pay what is right. He didn't say, I'll pay you according to the time. I'll pay you what is right. And they agreed. The landowner could have giving those guys who are hanging around you know in town a handout but he says no go work in my vineyard and the different people the last set he found they said they couldn't find work so those ones were skilled but they couldn't find work and he says go work in my vineyard that's a very generous man if you ask me and in the end the guys that they're working early said oh you've cheated us we worked for longer hours, the sun, the heat, the burden was great. It also shows that you need to make your own way in life. You need to be resourceful. You need to endure and continue searching to find work. You know why? The owner of the job or the business can hire whoever they want, when they want and pay the worker what is fair. You know, many times in the workplace, for example, I've been here going to six years. But I tell you that as I'm sitting here, my employer can bring a person here who would earn twice what I'm earning now and my almost six years would mean nothing. I thought about it last year or the year before and I said, well, I have grown on the job, so can we renegotiate? You know, work defines a person. There's nothing as attractive as a man who has a job and who's diligent in his work. Even the Bible writes it. He will stand before kings. Work gives dignity and meaning to life. That's why when people cannot find work for long periods, their sense of identity and self-worth is eroded. And of course, if you notice, there was more work to be done. If there was no work, the landowner won't get in more hands. Then again, maybe those who were working were getting tired. Too much effort for this work. I'm not cut out for this. They would have to be replaced because the vineyard needs to be maintained. And if a person can't be steady on the job, they will be replaced. In the end, everyone is paid the same. God is wealthy. God holds all the wealth on earth and he's generous and gracious to everyone. But faithfulness is a key. The way you do your job, Who's looking? Who's not looking? Who came early? Who didn't come early? And when you're paid, are you excited? Are you grateful? On the other hand, we learn about people who believe that certain people are not deserving of the love of God. And that's what I started with this morning, judging politicians when they come to church and they sit in front. Many of us have the same failings that they have, but we choose to look the other way. We choose to leave the log in our eyes and focus on the speck in their own eyes. Everyone is worthy of God's love. Everyone is worthy of God's mercy. Eh, all the wickedness he was doing, all the wickedness he was doing, look at him now. You're not God, you don't own the vineyard. You're now like the worker who's been there since morning. You're not happy that more people are coming in to grow or to get the work done. You're angry because you think that you deserve better. You're better than them, you're more worthy. Well, that's all we'll take on that part of uh, the story this morning. My name is Enor Ogbevire. 